back. To the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. It's going down. I'm yelling to my. You better move. You better dance. Let's make a night. You won't remember. I'll be the one. You won't forget. Back here on the Morning Blitz on this Thursday. Our winner of the ICT tickets. Thanks for all those who text in. David has the quickest fingers of all. Uh, he is going to the ICT Classic at Interest Bank Arena. That's September 23rd. Arizona Coyotes of St. Louis Blue. Should be a good time down there in Wichita. Thanks to uh, Brandon as well as Jared, who also tried texting at the wind just a little too slow. And I don't know why our listener, Jared, who I know has been giving me a lot of flack about my Huskers because he's a Buffalo fan, which is fine. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I've, I've heard some wonderful things that you've said, Jared, about my Huskers. Who says I'm going to give you tickets? I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, David, our quickest winner of the uh, – <laughs> uh, David was actually the first one to text in and get the, uh, get the tickets today. So congratulations, listener David. He's going to Wichita for some NHL preseason hockey. Uh, real quickly, uh, one more thing I want to get to here. I want to remind folks that if you missed out on some of the great fresh peaches from McCracken's this past weekend, they're going to be back in Goodland this uh, this coming weekend uh, on Saturday the 9th. They're going to be at the corner of Short and Sun like they were last week. Uh, that's the junction of 20, Highway 24 and 27 starting at 8.30 a.m. Mountain Time until they sell out. So McCracken's Peaches, if you missed the chance to get some of those, it's that it's peach season. It's one of my favorites. Add to my favorite time of year. I'm a humongous peach fan. I've got a whole pallet of peach. I don't know, pallet's not the right word. It's a big, like a top of a box full of peaches sitting on my countertop in my house because I'm a humongous peach fan. Love peaches uh, as much as I possibly can. Nick Athen, unfortunately, did not pick up the phone, so... I was going to have him on, and we'll see if he calls us back at some point in time, but I have not. Uh, we'll see, but he might have forgotten that we were going to have him on this morning. Uh, but I, one more thing I did want to get into with the NFL was talking about over-under win totals for some teams this year. Uh, and, and, you know, there's some there are some teams that I'm highly intrigued to see how they do this year. You know, obviously the Chiefs and the Broncos, because we cover them full-time here on this show. Kansas City tied at the top with the Eagles and the Bengals at 11.5 wins. Uh, the over/under win totals for the 2023 season. Um, one would think the Chiefs are going to surpass that. That they've they've got the best coach, got the best quarterback. One thinks they're going to surpass that, barring some massive injury, they could get past 11 and a half wins. Uh, the Bengals intrigue me because I feel like they're on the cusp of being a great, great team. They could be over the top as well. But is Joe Burrow going to be healthy all season long? I don't know. We'll find out. Eagles, Eagles, you know, another team that's 11 and a half wins. Look, they return everybody from a Super Bowl team that lost, came up short. But that's a very talent, almost everybody, I should say. It's a very talented Eagles roster. And they did, they added to that more even in the NFL draft. Um, a few other teams that very much intrigue me this year, you know, the Buffalo Bills, I feel like have lost some luster. The Bills, who were, you know, I, Especially after the what a couple years ago when them and the Chiefs played in that amazing game in the postseason, 
and the and you know the Chiefs came back and won, and you know the amazing play by Tyreek Hill and and all that stuff. It was a great game, but the Bills have just lost some luster, and it's almost like as if their window to have success is closing now. Like it felt like it was wide open just a year or so ago, and now I feel like that window's closing. At least that's the the feeling I get from you know reading and and watching and listening to, to people talk about the Bills. It's almost like as if they're they're past their time. Stephon Diggs isn't real happy. Josh Allen's still a great quarterback. But it's like they've almost missed their window there if you're the Buffalo Bills. I don't know. We'll see. But that that intrigues me as well. Really, the the uh, the AF, or I should say, the the eastern side, you know, the AFC East is, is highly entertaining. The Jets are super entertaining to me because, once again, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers coming over there to the Jets, and they seem to have a bunch of talented guys. I mean, maybe one of the better wide receivers that people don't know about in Garrett Wilson. Uh, and Rodgers is probably going to make him better. They still have talent in the backfield. You know, they added, they had Brees Hall, who's coming back off of injury. They added Dalvin Cook. So, um, um, so let's see here. So anyway, they added Dalvin Cook. They became a better team, the Jets did. So that that team uh, is interesting. The Broncos right now sitting at eight and a half wins at this point in time. Uh, I don't know where to sit on the Broncos. I got to see a couple of games first. I just I just don't know. I feel like all the injuries they got to be under eight and a half at this point in time. So that's where I guess I sit here right now. But those game, those teams there, very much. You know, the 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 Bears and the Packers, which, by the way, is a game coming up here this weekend. In Week One, should be entertaining. You've got the Packers, who are in. You know, once again, for the fir- for the third time, and what I don't even know what the last two decades, maybe three decades, the Packers are in a spot where they don't know what to expect a quarterback. They've had Brett Favre. They've had Aaron Rodgers, and so, you know, I think that's where they sit at this point in time. I think we've got Nick Athen on the phone here. We'll see if we can get him on. Nick, are you there with us? I'm here. Hey, Nick. (laughs) No worries. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? You're probably just so amped up for tonight, right? That's probably the biggest thing. I think I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're, of course, uh, Nick, uh, his new website, uh, ChiefBlitz.com. You want to check that out? Uh, ChiefBlitz.com. You want to check that out? You've probably been busy just trying to fill us up with content, haven't you? Yeah, it's been crazy. Yesterday was was a was a uh, chaotic uh, chaotic day. Lots of content. Uh, a few surprises. We, you know, the Chris Jones shows up at KC. The Kelsey injury. You know, trying to get our previews done, our podcast, our YouTube thing. So, you know, it's 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 a blessing. I appreciate everybody. Appreciate you guys. Um, you know, talking about it. But it's been a great great first month of uh, of cheese splits. I couldn't be more excited. Um, heard from a lot of old friends uh, from my war paint days, and and uh, some new ones are getting involved. So, um, it, it's been great. But yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to a little relief today, um, and just enjoying the game tonight. Yeah, I, I can understand that entirely. That's a that's a lot of uh, a lot of things to think about. I, I want to start off with an interesting question off the bat. 
with 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 Chris Jones more than likely out tonight, obviously, and who knows about Travis Kelsey? Going to sound like they're going to decide that here later this morning and make a decision if he can go. Which one of those is a bigger impact to not have on the field? Oh, that's a good question. That's a tough question. I think I think probably Kelsey, from the perspective of you know, they, he's, he's so intertwined in, in every aspect of the offense and every single play. And, and uh, you know, to ask Noah Gray to duplicate what he does on the field is, is a big stretch. Now, no one can duplicate what Chris Jones does. They don't have that guy on the roster. But I think for me, losing Kelsey, just because the, off- if the offensive do- is dominant, there's no team that's going to beat them. The Chiefs will outscore absolutely everybody. Um, so I think he, he's, he's a much bigger key right now to the Chiefs um, than, than, uh, than the Jones absence, in my opinion. No, I would agree. I just I feel like he's a release valve for, for Mahomes when things aren't going correctly. And, and it, that's, that leads my next point. I mean, who, let's just say, let's just pretend that, that he can't go or he's not at full strength. I mean, even if he's out there and he's not at complete full strength, I mean, that could at least draw some eyes from Detroit. But let's just say he is not able to go at all in this game, and they don't want to risk him for for injuring him further down the road. Who really has to step up a lot? Is it is it one of the running backs because of the release valve, or is it another wide receiver, or is it a backup tight end? You know, whether it's Noah Gray or somebody else. Well, I think it's going to have to be one of the one of the seven wide receivers. I think I think this is going to force the Chiefs to um, to carry seven. You know, they could put Rasheed Rice in the slot. I mean, he's big and physical. Um, he, he ran some of that motion as kind of the, uh, the second tight end in the offense during the preseason and in training camp. So I think that's a possibility, and that's a lot to ask a rookie. But Noah Gray has to, has to step up. They don't have anybody. Jordy Fortson's obviously injured after the year. And, you know, he would have been a guy that I think could have stepped up um, and played. And, you know, they're probably going to call up Matt Bushman. Um, from the practice squad and put him on the active roster tonight. So he could be a guy that gets a few snaps. I mean, he can do it all. Um, he can block. He can catch. Um, he can run great routes. He can get open. You know, he's not, a, he's not a mini Kelsey, but I'd say he's a quarter Kelsey as far as potential goes. Um, so I think that's what likely where um, it's going to come from. Nick Athen, our guest from ChiefsBlitz.com. You can read, watch, and listen to all the things they got there at ChiefsBlitz.com. When this this game tonight, and I guess I will go back to the defense, when you have Chris Jones gone, and are you surprised that they were not able to get really anything done before this, this deadline of the first game? Well, I think the holdup is, I, I think Chris said it, pretty well yesterday we knew he was coming in town yesterday and we didn't anticipate he would speak to the media but I thought he was pretty straightforward and basically said hey I'm looking for a raise he's got a number the Chiefs have a number and that's about all there is to it there's no angst between the parties I don't think anybody in the locker room is going to you know be upset with him because he's asking for you know a couple more million than than the, than the offer um, I, I'm surprised it went this far I think the mistake the Chiefs made was I don't think Brett Feast understood the resolve of the Cats brothers. This is their only signature NFL client. And their entire future as agents depends solely on them getting the maximum dollar for Chris Jones so they can attract other clients 
and hope they can get maximum dollars. These guys are nice, but they've been with Chris a very long time. There's a strong bond and a strong relationship. I maybe felt the Chiefs thought they could bust that up a little bit, but that's not the case. So what they've had to do is get you know all hands on deck to try and work something out. Now he will be in Kansas. He st- he stayed in Kansas City. He will be at the stadium tonight. Not sure he's going to be in uniform. I don't think they're going to get it done today. It's possible, but at least he'll be there with his teammates. And I suspect he'll probably stay after that, and they'll try to hammer the thing out. Now the Cats brothers are supposedly rumored to be a guest of Clark Hunt in the suite tonight. If that's the case, then then I'm assuming they're going to get this thing done sooner or later. But I don't think Chris will play tonight, even though he claims he could. Um, but if they get him signed before kickoff and he's running out of the tunnel with a flag, even in street clothes, um, I think everybody will be happy. Nick Athen, our guest from the Morning Blitz. Tonight's game, the Detroit Lions. What do the Lions do, or maybe it's what they don't have or do, that, that concerns you about tonight's matchup if you're a Chiefs fan? Well, I think what concerns me about them is kind of the unknown. I mean, they played really well the end of last year. Um, Jared Goff kind of had a, had a turnaround season. And what we learned about Jared Goff last year is pretty similar to what we learned about him you know, in a Los Angeles Rams uniform. You give him a clean pocket and let him use his mobility, um, he, he can light up any team. I mean, his passer rating with no pressure is, is, is through the roof. That was the way it was in, you know, with the Rams. They had a terrific offensive line. Um, and, and he was kind of the key. Uh, they brought in David Montgomery, one of my favorite running backs um, from the Bears. You know, and Jamar Gibbs, their, their, their rookie, you know, they could line him up in almost any position on the football field offensively, and you're going to have to uh, account for him. So I think, I think that has to be the focal point. They've got good wide receivers. You know, Marvin Jones Jr. is really good. Uh, Monroe St. Brown um, was injured, but it looks like he's going to be okay. Uh, Josh Reynolds, the wide receiver they brought in from Tennessee, kind of a kind of more of a surprise uh, free agent signing. Um, you know, fits that. And then defensively, you know, everything goes to Aiden Hutchinson. Um, you know, if he's able to wreak havoc on the Chiefs' new tackles, you know, it could be a long night. But but I think those three, four guys um, of, of those that I mentioned are going to have to step up and play the game of their lives. Now the Lions are going to be pumped up. Dan Campbell is one of my favorite head coaches. I just love his. I just love his act. I love the way he talks real to people. Um, he's fired up. He looks at this as a challenge, and you know. But they're going up against the buzzsaw. Whether Kelsey's there or Jones is there, you know, it's the defending Super Bowl champs. It's the flag ceremony. It's all the things they couldn't do a few years ago because of COVID, and um, I, I think that's a tall task. So what do you think? Uh, what do you th- what's your prediction on tonight? Um, I think the Chiefs are going to do something that they haven't done in a while. I think they're come. I think they're going to come out uh, with a blaze of fire. I, I, I think they're they're going to score on maybe three to four of their first possessions and really put their mark on this game in the season. Kind of quell some of the question marks, especially at the wide receiver position, where again, you know, people are downplaying this receiver group just like they did a year ago, but. You know, if you look at the receiver group in the AFC Championship game, <laughs> you know, this one's 10 times better than that one. And a lot of these guys haven't had NFL snaps before. So um, I think the Chiefs are going to come out blazing tonight. I think they've got the right attitude. They still have that chip on their shoulders. A lot of people think, you know, it's going to be the Bills or the Bengals and, you know, all that nonsense all over again and that someone's going to dethrone them. And as long as number 15 is, is mostly healthy on the football field and there's guys that can run decent routes, 
And this offensive line protects Mahomes. I think they're going to be just fine. Defensively, they scare me a little bit up front, you know, without Chris Jones. But they have one of the better secondaries that people aren't talking about in the NFL. They're fast. They're young. Uh, they're smart. They can cover a lot of ground. They can blitz. They can they can do all the things that you want from a secondary. secondary. But for me tonight, I think this offense is going to come out to blaze on fire. And uh, I, I expect it's going to be a – a, a, a heavy, heavy chief score in the in the first half, and then maybe dwindle down a little bit in the second half, but not enough to where I think the Lions can upset the Chiefs tonight. He is Nick Athen from ChiefsBlitz.com. Check out his new website today. Nick, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. We'll catch up soon. Hi, Ross. Sorry, about I was running late this morning, but appreciate you. And anytime you need me, you just let me know. Will do, my friend. Thanks again. Once again, great stuff there from Nick Athen. All right, we're ten minutes till the top. There, we'll take a quick break. Come back with the NFL Power Five. Wrap the show next here on the Blitz.